Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Hapasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Are you ready for the Word of God? Okay, let's pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for your Word. We thank you, Lord, that you teach us. You instruct us and you renew our mind with your word. We love your word. We know your word gives us the light and direction that we will not do wrong things. We don't want to be in the category of Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 that God's people are destroyed due to lack of knowledge. We want to have the knowledge of the word. Therefore, Father, today we want to open our ears to hear what the Spirit of God wants to say. You say in the Bible, Lord, let he who has the ears hears what the Spirit wants to say. So today we turn on, we tune our mind and our spirit to heaven to hear what God wants to say. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I'd like to read Matthew chapter 22. Verses 37 to 40. Matthew 22, 37 to 40. This is a simple message, but it's a good reminder. Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophet. Today I would like to talk about love one another in the church. And the Bible says clearly that out of the whole Bible here, the whole Bible, this is a thick book, many pages, thousands of pages. If you conclude all the laws and all the writing in this book, we call the Bible, the Holy Bible. You can put all of them together in only two laws. Love God with all your heart, and love your neighbor as yourself. And if you can practice these two laws, you fulfill all the laws in the Bible. Very simple. God say, love God with all your heart first. And then you can love other people as yourself. I remember when I was a young believer, the missionary from America taught me that love God with all your heart is a vertical direction. We have a vertical relationship with God. We cannot love people without loving God. We need to love God first. And God reached out to us through the cross. In fact, I need to admit to you that the reason I changed from Buddhism into Christianity because I could not deny the love of God. I was a very devout Buddhist. But when I watched the movie called Jesus from Campus Crusade, when I was in Thailand, and I saw Jesus on the cross dying for me. And I know as a medical doctor, I'm a neurosurgeon. So I know that when the nail goes through the hand, the nerve that is cut is called median and ulnar nerve. And when you put the needle through the nerve, you jerk already. But this is a big nail that goes through the nerve. And I believe it's very painful. And it stays there. Every time he moves, there will be some kind of pain shooting out of the nerve. That's why crucifixion is one of the most terrible death and suffering that you can imagine. It took about three days to die on the cross. And every time your body moves, it will be pain, very bad pain 
up into your arm, up into your head. You may not understand all this scientific thing or medical thing. So when I look at the movie, I knew right away that Jesus loved me so much. That's why we call excruciating pain. Excruciating pain means pain that come from crucifixion. When the nerve pain, yesterday I performed an emergency operation on a young man, and he has a big disruption pushing on the nerve. When I opened it up, I saw that big disc pulled it out, and the nerve was so angry. The patient has severe pain, excruciating pain down the leg, could not sleep, and the foot become weak. And I understand that that is pretty bad pain. That's why I say, come to the hospital, fix it now. I don't want you to wait another two weeks for the insurance to approve your surgery. Excruciating pain. And on the cross, Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. That sentence really touched my heart. Because I know as a human, if somebody hurt me, I want to kick back. I want to jump kick, side kick. I'm a third degree back belt in Taekwondo, so I'll... I would jump out of the cross and kick all these people. But he said, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. I see right away that Jesus loved me so much. And since that day, I have Jesus in my heart. And I say, Jesus, I love you. And I want to love you with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my strength. And Jesus said that if I love him, I need to love my neighbor. So it come out into vertical relationship and horizontal relationship. When you love God with all your heart, you will love your neighbor as yourself. People who claim to be a real born-again Christian. How do we know a person is a real born-again Christian? In John chapter 13, verses 34 to 35 say, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, as I have loved you that you also love one another. By this, not by having a cross on your neck, not by having a cross on your earring, not by quoting scripture, not by carrying the Bible, not by having a title of being a pastor, prophet, evangelist, singing in the choir, not having a special sticker on your car, Jesus loved you, not by those things, but by this, by loving one another, all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. The trademark of Christianity, that you are a disciple of Jesus, is that you love one another and love people. I just talked to Pastor Dad yesterday in the car while we were driving that. I noticed that a lot of American peoples here in this country turn their face away from God. And I understand why. Because some Christians cheat people to take advantage of people financially, but even though they know that it's wrong. And that causes a lot of heartache on people who say, you are Christian, but you cheat me. You're Christian, but you don't pay your debt. You're Christian, but you come to work late. You're Christians, but you take advantage of me financially. I'm not going to go to church. I'm not going to be interested in your Bible. Wow. It's very, very sad. Because the behavior of selfishness and cheating and deceit really cause people to turn away from Christianity. But if you love people and you share the gospel, they will listen to you. Amen? Love is a simple message, but makes such a big impact to the gospel. 
to how people respond to the message you talk to them or tell them about Jesus Christ. John chapter 15 verse 12 and 17 say, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. This thing I command you, that you love one another. Jesus say, this is not an option. This is not a suggestion, but this is a command that we should love one another. Let's look at how we can love one another by reading Luke chapter 10, 25, verse 30, uh, 25 to 37. Luke 10, 25 to 37. This is an interesting true story. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? What is your reading of it? So he answered and said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have answered rightly, correctly. Do this, and you will live. But he, mean the lawyer, wanting to justify himself, said to Jesus, But who is my neighbor? Then Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a certain priest came down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion. Everyone say compassion. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, poured on oil and wine, and he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn and took care of him. On the next day, when he departed and took out to denarii, gave them to the innkeeper and said to him, take care of him and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And he said, he who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. This lawyer came to Jesus and asked question, how can I have life? How can I have eternal life? And Jesus asked, what is in the law? And he concluded the law, yes, love God with all your heart and then love neighbor as yourself. It's easy to say that, but it's not easy to do. That's why we need to love God and have the power of the Holy Spirit to love other people. And then the man said, who is my neighbor? Then Jesus gave a story about a Samaritan man. I think this story should be read repeatedly to remind ourselves to love other people. Interestingly, he talked about the priest, he talked about the Levite. The priest is symbolic of the pastor or the full-time minister or preacher. The Levite is symbolic of church members who go to church every Sunday, pay tithe, raise hand, say hallelujah on Sunday, get involved in different ministry in the church, maybe singing, maybe 
PowerPoint, maybe worship, maybe usher, maybe running the care group. Everyone who get involved in the local church and serve God is like a Levite. These two guys who were religious, who knew God, who knew the Bible, who has gone to the synagogue and involved in religious ceremony on a regular basis. Even the leaders in the religious community, when they saw the man who was robbed and tortured by the thief, half dead, they stepped aside. They passed by far away and never helped that man. They have all kind of excuses. Oh, I'm busy. I have church meeting to go. Otherwise, I'm late. Oh, I have an evangelistic crusade to go and preach. Oh, I have special meeting today at my church. They all have all kinds of excuses not to help that man. They may think in their heart, if I help, my clothes going to get dirty. And maybe the police may misunderstand that I am the one who injured him. So I don't want to get involved with this. They all passed by until another man came, a Samaritan man. You need to understand that in that generation, the Jews looked down on the Samaritan. So it's natural that the Samaritan usually did not want to get involved with the Jews because they were looked down, they were discriminated against by the Jews. The Jews thought that they are higher and Samaritan were lower in society. But this Samaritan man, he was not a Jew, he was not a churchgoer, but he stepped in, put the band-aid, he poured the oil, the wine, he paid money to the hotel. He even put that man on his animal and he walked. He let the man stay on the animal and he walked with the animal to the hotel and even leave the credit card to the innkeeper. You can spend and do everything you can to save this man. And Jesus said, this is your neighbor. This is the way to show love. Why Jesus have to emphasize this issue so much about love? The world will not know that we are Christian because we speak in tongues. Because we lay hands and people get healed. Because we perform signs and wonders. You know, demons perform signs and wonders too. People in the world will know who Jesus is when they see that we love our neighbors and we love people. Amen? And whom should we love? The priests and the Levites were the Jews, the same nationality as the guy who was robbed. But the foreigner Samaritan showed mercy and compassion and gave to this man, the Jewish man. So what Jesus tried to teach us here, whom should we love? Should we love people of the same background? I remember when I first came to America with Pastor Da, we could not speak English very well. And we were invited to a neurosurgery party. All professor, associate professor, all the scientists, PhD there. And we felt so left out because no one talked to us because we are foreigner. No one wants to talk, maybe say hi a little bit and walk away. Everyone just have fun talking to one another. I hope that will not happen in New Hope International Church. Amen. When you see somebody, I'm glad that we are international church, that you all are minority here. When I walk into that party, they're all the same kind, and I'm a foreigner, I'm a minority, and no one wants to talk to us. We feel so uncomfortable. That's why I like to go to church, because people don't look down on me and discriminate me. In society, people of the same background will talk to one another. When I say that, don't misunderstand me. 
any nationality can do that. You can go to the school, walk into a group of all the same, maybe all Japanese, all Korean, all Chinese, all whatever nationality, sit together and talk, and somebody walk in with a different language, and everyone ignore that person because you are not my kind. You are not in my society here. That is not of God. Amen. No discrimination. We should treat people of different nationality and different language the way we treat ourselves. If we need love, they need love. And I pray that discrimination will not be practiced in the local church. Amen. We treat everybody with love, no matter who they are: poor, young, lowly educated, highly educated. New members, old members, we treat all of them. No click group in the church. This is my group. I'm not going to talk to you. Don't step in here. This is a special society here. If we practice that way, we are not representing Jesus Christ on earth here. Amen. We need to show love to all kinds of people. Don't look at their nationality background, financial background, the social status. Love them. Treat them well. Show compassion and love to them. Amen. How do we show love? How did this Samaritan man show love? What did he do? The Bible say in First John chapter three verse eighteen, "Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and in truth." How do we show love? Just talking about it, just preaching about it, doing it. This man did it. He came down from his animal. He put the bandaid. He also put oil. It means he spent his own money. You have to buy oil. He put wine, and he spent money to the hotel. He gave his animal. How do we show love? The Bible says God so loved the world that He gave one and only Son. Everyone say gave. In order to show love in action, we do the so-called giving. We give our time. We give our energy. This man gave his car to ride compared to today. We don't ride on a donkey anymore, but we have a car. Pay for the bill, put the bandaid on, take action, doing something. That is the way to show love. Amen. If you want to show love to people, look for opportunities to do good to them. God is good to us. We should do good to other people. Maybe somebody needs word of encouragement. You call and encourage that person. Maybe a person is sick. You go to the hospital. And visit them, lay hand and pray for them. Maybe you can buy lunch for somebody to show love. You do anything to in action to show love to one another. This is the command of Jesus Christ. Amen. Show love to one another. Give people a ride. Give chair to people to sit down. If the whole church is packed and no seat, you stand up and say, "Can you sit here? I give the chair to you. I don't need to sit. I can stand." Give people a hand to carry a bag. Help the mom with the small baby to hold stuff out for her because she has the stroller. She cannot have many things in her hand. Give people a hand. Help people, and that's the way to show love to people. And the early church they obey the command of the Lord Jesus Christ. I will read Acts chapter two, forty-one to forty-seven, how the believers in the early church show love to one another. Then those who gladly receive His word. Were baptized, and that day about three thousand souls were added to them, and they continued steadfastly, mean devoted, they devoted in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, 
in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together, and had all things in common, and sold their possessions and goods, and divided them among all, as any one had need. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people and the Lord. You notice they love one another. They love one another by spending time. They give their time to each other to be together in the house, from house to house. Today we call care group. They meet in the care group. They go to church. They go to the temple, praise God together. They share people in need. Somebody sold something to give to another person. They fellowship on a regular basis. They spend time together. This is a community. This is a family. They love one another. They're not just walking to church. And after one hour's service is done, everyone stand up, walk out, and disappear. And no one knows each other's name. They have fellowship. They know each other. They help each other. They spend time together. They went to care group. They went to church. They met. They listened to the sermon. They shared finances. They help each other financially. And what happened? And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. This passage of the scripture, Acts Chapter 2, 41 to 47, is the model that I want to build the church upon. I want to see the church this way. Amen? I want to see the church as a community of love, that people love to spend time, love to worship, love to give to one another, love to fellowship, love the teaching, signs and wonders. People fear God. People are glad to come to church. People are glad to eat together. People love each other so much. I don't want to build a church that looks like a football stadium, that people come to the service to just see the entertainment on the stage and then go home and happy. Just come to church, nice people up here, nice clothes, sing song, and you all entertain, nice preaching, and you all entertain, and everyone gone. That is not biblical church. That is not the Book of Acts church. The Book of Acts church is very active in showing love, in fellowship, in helping one another, in involving one another. Amen? I know sometimes it's painful to do that because somebody may take advantage of you. Maybe you are disappointed about certain situation, but I'd rather choose the way of love than to put the wall up and don't let anyone come in involved with my life and say, no, 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 I don't want to get hurt again. I'd rather just reach out, open my life, to love people according to what Jesus said. Today, I would like to encourage all of you to practice what we learned today from the scripture. Love one another. Amen? And if we can love one another, we obey His command. How many people know that when we obey God's command, what's going to happen to us? Huh? Let me read the scripture in Deuteronomy chapter 28. Deuteronomy chapter 28. Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey, everyone say obey, the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all His commandments. All His commandments can sum up into two commands. What are they? Love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And the second command, love your neighbor as yourself. If you carefully obey all His commandments, which means two commands here, 
which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high. Everyone say high. How many people want to be low? I want to be high. When you are high, you are honored. God honor you. Not only that, in the high place, snake cannot come around us. Snake cannot survive in the high altitude. So the devil cannot touch us that much. We live high, high mountain of God. Above all the nations of the earth mean honor. He give us honor. And all these blessings shall come upon you. I saw snow yesterday. Snow came down. And when you walk out, the snowflakes on your head. So the blessing fall on you, on your head, on your shoulder everywhere. The blessing come upon you and overtake you, grab you, stick with you. You cannot run away from the blessing of God because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground and the increase of your herds and the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl, your saving, your body, blessed everywhere you live, blessed in a city, out of the city, wherever city you live in, he will bless the work of your hand, the herds of your flock, which means your business. Blessed shall be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. Whether you're at home, outside the home, 7 a.m., 7 p.m., anytime, God bless you. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command. I like that. The Lord will command the blessing on you. When the Lord commands something, it have to obey. Amen. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses, in all to which you set your hand, mean everything you do, bless. And He will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is given you. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to Himself, just as He has warned to you if you keep the commandment of the Lord your God and walk in His ways. Then all the people on the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord. See the same principle here. When you obey the Lord, what happened? They will see you as His disciple. And they will say, wow, these are true Christians. And they shall be afraid of you. Your boss will want to give you a raise. Your boss will like you. They're afraid of you. They don't want to fire you because you're so blessed. Your life's so blessed. And the Lord will grant you plenty of goods. How many people like goods? How many people like bad? I like goods. I like a lot of goods. In the fruit of your body, in the increase of your livestock, and in the produce of your ground, in the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord will open to you His good treasure, the heavens, to give rain to your land in its season, and to bless all the work of your hand. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. I like these promises. You shall be above only and not be beneath. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and are careful to observe them, so you shall not turn aside from any of the words which I command you this day, to the right or to the left, to go after other gods to serve them. How many people want God to bless you? 
what do you do? Obey the voice of the Lord your God and obey His commandments. And what are the commandments? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. Should we practice love from now on? Should we love one another? Should we love one another, especially in the church, and love outsiders as well? Amen. When people come to the church, they want to join Christianity when they see that we love one another and have unity in the church. If they walk in and they see a lot of hatred people, they see people hate each other, fighting, quarreling two Sundays ago. This is a true story. A man came to our afternoon service, and he got sick with cancer. He did not even want to come out from his chair for me to lay hand on him. He was just sitting there, looking at me like this. Very judgmental. And I, I was not very upset or very defensive. And at the end, I sat down with him to eat dinner. And he told me the story that, you know, when I was a young man, my parents took me to church every Sunday. And many Sundays a year, the church had to call police officers because two or three families fight each other. They quarrel, they yell at each other in the church, and they have to call police to come in to separate them many times a year. And he told me, I don't want to go to church anymore. I don't like Christianity. I don't like church. This is a sad story. That's why my dream, my vision is to build a church like Acts chapter 2. The church is full of love. I think the devil hurt people in America long enough to see fighting, hatred, corruption, deceit in the local church. See all the corruption that caused people to turn away from Christianity and went after New Age and other religions. We need to bring love back to the church. Holiness and love. And people will see God in the church. And they want to be in the church. My brother and sister, the last thing I want to see is our own kids. How many people have kids in this room? Raise your hand up. The last thing I want to see is our kids, when they grow up and graduate from college, they walk away from the church and say, I don't want to have any business with the church of Jesus Christ. Lots of Hypocrites, hated people, politics, fighting. That would be the saddest thing in my life. That we come to church every Sunday, but our kids walk away. After 18 years old, you cannot force them to come to church. They can walk away. That's the last thing I want to see. Let's build a church that is full of love. It's not only for our generation, but the generation to come. That they will see Jesus in us. And that's why we need the Holy Spirit. Because by human nature, we cannot love one another by our own strength. We need the Spirit of God to come in, to get rid of selfishness, to get rid of our self-centeredness, and fill our heart with love. Amen? Romans chapter 5, verse 5 say, Now hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts by TV program, good video show, Good church program, nice show on the stage, in the church, nice carpet in the church, beautiful building. No. The love of God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. The more we allow the Holy Spirit to work in the church, the less carnality and the less hatred, but the more love. Amen? And that's my personal experience. I want to see our church Follow the book of Acts. Follow the command of Jesus Christ. 
I want to see all of you blessed by God. I want to see our children and grandchildren still come to church, still love Jesus and serve God to the next and next generation. We don't want to see any backsliders in the church. We want to tell people in America that Jesus is real. Christianity is good. God is love, and God is good. Come back to church. Come back to the house of God. Don't run away from the house of God anymore. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for your word today. We thank you for reminding your church to love one another. We are not a building, Lord. The church is a group of people who love you and serve you together as a community. As a family, oh Lord, we pray that Your Holy Spirit will pour the love of God into our heart more and more, that we will grow in the love of God every single day. We will not be selfish, self-centered. We will not walk in carnality in the flesh, but we'll walk in the love of God. Father, mold this church, change this house. To be the house of love, that people will love one another, and more people will be added into the church in this society. Father, we love you. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. How many people say that I will obey the teaching about love today? Raise your hand up. Why don't you confess with me? Keep your hand up and confess. Father in heaven, by the power of your Holy Spirit. By your grace, I want to obey your command to love you with all my heart, with all my soul, my mind, and my strength, and to love my neighbors as myself. I decide, Lord, to love my brothers and sisters in my church, and I will show love in actions. I will not do it by my words only, and I believe you don't lie. When I obey your command, the blessing of God shall come upon me and overtake me. I will be the head, not the tail. I will be above and not beneath. The blessing shall follow me everywhere I go. Thank you, Lord, for reminding me to love you and to love one another. In Jesus' name, Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Give mighty hand to God. Thank you, Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. To a m a l gathered in your name, I live to you.